Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. I'm Marsha. The message today is called Choose This Day. Joshua 24:14. Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. The fathers that served gods on the other side of the flood that Joshua is speaking of were the people who served false gods before the flood that destroyed life on earth, except Noah, his wife, three sons, and their wives. Ironically, some of these people would continue in that same false worship and idolization after the flood once the earth repopulated. When people haven't experienced God's judgment, they can't relate to the severity of what can happen to them. In Joshua 24:15, he continues to address the people by saying, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Some served false gods before the flood, others followed the Amorites in their false worship, but Joshua let them know that he was going to serve God. In Exodus 23, it says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This is one of the Ten Commandments. When the Lord says we shall have no other gods before him, he means it. 1 Corinthians 10.22 Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he the answer is we are not stronger than God and we should most definitely not provoke him to jealousy. However, each time we turn admiration for something or someone into idol worship, we are provoking the Lord. We idolize family members, celebrities, and many others. Often we don't realize the lines that we have already crossed. We should repent of that person, that place, or that thing that has become an idol in our life. This message is about fine-tuning those things in our lives that cause us to straddle the fence. Everyone must come to that time in their life where they reevaluate their life, their choices, and their spirituality. And it tells us in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you realize that Jesus Christ 
is in you, unless, of course, you fail the test. Now, this was the life application version. The King James Version says, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. To examine ourselves means putting in the time to inspect or scrutinize our feelings, thought, and what we honestly believe concerning God. Do we believe in him or not? To prove is to establish the truth and the genuineness, to show oneself to have the character or ability expected of one, especially through one's actions. And a reprobate is a depraved, unprincipled, or wicked person. It comes down to evaluating ourselves and whether or not we are genuine. Do we have the character that the Lord wants us to have? It is important to recognize within ourselves if we believe or not in God. It tells us in Lamentations 3.40, Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. In Matthew 15.8-9, it says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. You can cozy up to God with your words. You can preach his word to people and twist it to come out to be your doctrine, the doctrine of men. But while you are speaking those words, God is looking at your heart. James 4.4 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. We make the mistake of believing we can live how we want and be immune to the judgment of God. If God says not to do something in his word, why do we tempt him in disobedience? We claim a loving God will overlook these sins. We willfully commit them because we want to satisfy our desires. Those who don't believe in God may believe that they are exempt, but it doesn't work that way. God's judgment will affect everyone, those who believe in him, and those who do not. In Titus 1.16, it says, They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and to every good work reprobate. As stated earlier, a reprobate is a depraved, unprincipled, or wicked person. Romans 1.28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, 
God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. When the Lord turns you over to your wickedness, that is something no human should want. God is patient and will give chance after chance. But after a time, if you refuse to turn away from the wickedness, he will leave you in what you want to wallow in. Jeremiah 6.28-30 describes the reprobate in this manner. They are all grievous revolters, walking with slanders. They are brass and iron. They are all corruptors. The bellows are burned. The lead is consumed of the fire. The founder melt in vain, for the wicked are not plucked away. Reprobate silver shall men call them, because the Lord hath rejected them. In this scripture, the Lord is comparing corrupt people to metals being burned. They are rejected, and the rejected will face an eternal fire. If there is sin, there is spot and blemish in your life. No one can serve two masters. No one can fornicate, commit adultery, live as a con artist, live in homosexuality, or any other sin, and receive the blessings of going to heaven. There is a deception in the thought process of people, because when you read the word of God, he tells us not to do those things. He tells us what he classifies as sin, and what he does not want us to do. And God is coming back for a church, people that is, without spot or blemish. Anyone who does not repent of sin will not make it into eternity with God in heaven. They will be in eternity in torment. People refuse to believe or accept the notion of being without spot or blemish. But it tells us in 1 Timothy 6.14 that thou keep his commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus. And it tells us in 2 Peter 3.14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you took for such things, be diligent that you may be found in him peace without spot, and blameless. When we think about being without spot or blemish and blameless, we often look at it as impossible because we are looking at our life in its current state. We're not looking at our life as a redeemed soul. When we look past our present situation of who we are and look at the possibilities of a redeemed life, spot-free and blameless, then it becomes achievable. It is a possibility and it can happen. You can't be blameless living how you are right now. You will need to choose between submitting your life to the Lord Jesus Christ or not. 
In 1 Corinthians 10.21, it says, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. So you're going to have to choose which one is it going to be. And that's the problem right there that many people are choosing both tables. They want to partake in the Lord and they also want to partake in the devil. Now they're not going to consciously say, oh yes, I want to partake in the devil. But when you are sinning and when you are living everything that the Lord has told you not to do and live, then you are partaking of the devil's table. But you can't have it both ways. Revelations 21:27 says, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or make a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. The bottom line is we have to examine ourselves and choose whose table we are going to sit at. May you choose this day whom you will serve. My closing prayer. Lord, I pray that we examine ourselves and resolve to submit our lives to you. No one has to go into eternity a lost soul. Redemption is here waiting for people to take hold. May they choose to surrender their hearts and souls into your hands, turning away from sin asking for forgiveness, accepting you as their Savior. Lord, lead them to a Bible-based church to complete the redemption process of being baptized in your name, the name of Jesus. Because it tells us in Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And I say, King Jesus will.